0: Thank you for checking out our episode 10. This is the Living on Purpose podcast with Sam Kraut and John Scali. And here we go with our next question. Can a Christian be possessed by a demon? Wow, this is quite a question. That's that's juicy.
1: Wow. Thank it's you for the question. One. Yeah, yeah, I love this question. So there are several different videos out there that appear uh, to be convincing that actual Christians are possessed by demons only to be released of their bondage by a demon slayer type deliverer dude or person. Mm. You can see that kind of stuff on YouTube and you can see it in a lot of movies too. (laughs) Yeah, you can, you can for sure. So a few thoughts uh, on this. I have three in particular, so I'm going to give them to you. The first thought is there are many things that have the power to trick our minds and emotions. We must understand that. That's a practical reality. It's not a spiritual reality. It's just a, well, it can be a spiritual reality, but it is a practical reality. I remember years ago watching a movie called The Sixth Sense. Do you remember that
0: movie? Oh yeah, I see dead people.
1: <laughs> I see dead people hmm. with uh, Bruce Willis. It was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, the little description of the movie is a frightened, withdrawn Philadelphia boy was communicating with spirits, and uh, he seeks the help of a disheartened child psychologist who ends up being a dead man walking. That's the best way to describe it. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now, but kind of a funny story, actually. My mom, in the very beginning, she figured it out and she told my dad he was so ticked. It's Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So, so funny. But throughout the movie, there's all these different scenes where Bruce Willis, he was the psychologist, the child psychologist. He was meeting with this little boy. And uh, you would see him with the boy and then maybe with uh, the boy's mom. And there's a scene where uh, Bruce Willis is in a restaurant with his wife and all these different scenes. And you don't know until the end of the movie that actually he was dead. And in all those different scenes, the only person that he's communicating with is the boy because the boy can see dead people. Mm -hmm. So it was this it was this thriller kind of mystery kind of like, no way, kind of ending, you know, and I I, honestly, my mind was completely tricked. You know, I was completely fooled in that. And then at the end, you go back to every scene and you try to figure it out. Well, he did talk to his wife. And then you're like, well, no, he actually didn't talk to his wife. And you're like, well, he did talk to the boy's mom. And then you're like, no, actually, he never did. And um, it was really good. Really, really good. So I think it's important to understand that If we can be tricked by a movie, we can definitely be tricked by what we see on YouTube and uh, the different things that are produced. Mm -hmm. And um, years ago, when I was a boy, my dad used to call it trick photography. And uh, I know that it's like, you know, I know that technology is advanced way beyond that even now. So um, first thought is just because you see something and it appears to be true, doesn't mean that it is. Mm -hmm. First thought. So. Here's the thing. If the Bible truly is our absolute standard for living, what does the Bible say about this? Right. Uh, what can we learn from God's word about this? Mm-hmm. So, two thoughts. I'm giving you three altogether. The last two thoughts really focus on what God says. Okay. The second thought of the three is this you have to know the big difference between uh, possession and oppression. Let me say it again. You have to know the big difference between possession and oppression. So, the Bible does not address this specifically in the form of a direct command and so some people will say well it's possible for uh, a christian to be possessed by a demon the bible doesn't say no to that so we need to understand that but the bible does give us enough wisdom as we piece it together for us to understand that indeed a christian cannot be possessed by a demon and so it gives us credible evidence that a Christian cannot be possessed, but a Christian can be oppressed. And so that's really, really important. OK, okay. okay. so okay. possession example. All right. And I, I would say that I've never seen this before. Um, I've never experienced it before. I have been to third world countries like India and Honduras. Um, I've heard that in other parts of the world, this is prevalent. Uh, like Haiti, for instance, where there's a lot of demon worship, Satan worship. Um, I've heard that even some of these things exist on the east coast of the United States because that part of the country is very non-Christian or un-Christian. But I've never seen it, so I just need to make that point. But the Bible does talk about it. Matthew 17, verses 14 through 18 Uh, When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Now, there's a lot of context, to the story, I don't really want to get into that right now. A lot of it had to do with faith versus uh, a lack of faith. But the fact of the matter is this boy was possessed by a demon. And we think of demons as angels that are fallen angels that followed Satan when Satan was kicked out of heaven. Mm-hmm. And demons that are basically his henchmen, his messengers, those kinds of things. So the Bible is very clear that possession does happen I have heard stories in particular of this and I actually do have one personal story that I don't know for sure. I said a moment ago that I've never seen this and I would say naturally I've never seen this. Um, but there was a situation that I will share at the end that possibly could be a demon possession. I don't really know. Hmm. But again, the Bible's clear that this does happen. All right. So what's oppression? And by the way, I would say this is the greatest threat to your, Christian growth, your Christian maturity is demonic oppression. Mm. Bible says this in James four, verse seven, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. First Peter five, verses eight, nine, it says, be alert in a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, stand firm in the faith because you know that a family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same Kinds of sufferings. We don't have a lot of time to read the entire passage, of course. But Ephesians six, the back half of the passage is all about the armor of God. It's really powerful. In verses ten and eleven, it says, "Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes." If you, if you read the different pieces of the armor, you have the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit the breastplate of righteousness and all these different things that relate to our maturity in Christ, uh, our salvation in Jesus, and then our maturity in Christ and the word of God and prayer and all these defensive and offensive weapons that God has given us. Now, notice in these passages, though, the focus is on resisting the devil, not casting him out. You don't see a believer being told in Uh, Paul's epistles, which in particular are for the church, instructions for the church, or uh, Peter's epistles, you don't see, um, or James, you don't see any of these things uh, in light of casting out demons. Instead, you're being told to resist demons, resist the devil. Uh, So you're not going to find an example in the Bible of a Christian who was possessed by a demon or by Satan, and you don't have a example because i don't believe christians can be possessed by satan or demons Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't have an example of another christian casting a demon out of out of another christian and so but you will find examples of satan's oppression all over the bible it's all over the bible okay so i guess then the question is why can't a demon possess a christian which leads us into really the third point that i want to make okay Mm -hmm. And that is that Christians are indwelt by the Holy spirit uh, in God and Satan cannot dwell in the same place. Let's be honest. It's just the way it is. Right. And so a lot of verses I'll read just a few Romans eight, nine through 11. The Bible says you however, are not in the realm of the flesh. You are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed notice this, the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, They do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, you hear it again. Mm -hmm. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Romans 8, 9 through 11. Now, if you read 1 Corinthians three in verse 16, and then six in verse 19, Paul describes to the church of Corinth that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Literally the Holy Spirit lives within us. And the Bible tells us in chapter six, that we are not our own. We were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in our bodies, which are the Lord's. And so the Holy Spirit lives within us. And so there's a sense of, um, of what seems really obvious and also a sense of um, what cannot be right. God and Satan dwelling in the same place. Also, first Peter one, 18 and 19, you can look these verses up. It talks about how we are purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ in second Corinthians five and verse 17. It talks about how we are a new creation. Christ dwelling within us. The old is gone. The new is here. I love what it says in 1 John 4:4, 4, 4, when it says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And so yeah. the fact is, is that the Holy Spirit lives within the person who knows Christ the Savior, God lives within us. Jesus in chapters uh, 13 through 15 of John. He encouraged uh, the disciples and told them that, you know, I'm going to be leaving you, but I'll be sending the paraclete, the comforter. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. We know on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit came and indwelled those believers in Jesus. And so these are the reasons my thoughts to this. Number one, it's easy to be tricked by what we see on TV or in social media. Number two, you have to know the difference between possession and oppression. And number three, uh, Christians are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Now, I have some final thoughts before I give those. Do you have anything? Um, Yeah, I just wanted to give the Webster's
0: Dictionary uh, definition of oppression. And it's to crush or burden by abuse of power or authority or to burden spiritually or mentally, comma, weigh heavily upon. So the points that you're making make a lot of sense. Like there, there does seem to be this this weight, this oppression that, that is happening that Christians can experience. But I I think you're absolutely right. Um, and I know you gave a lot of verses and we will put those in the show notes, uh, for people to look up on their own, um, in the future. Um, but you make some great points.
1: Thanks. Awesome. So here's some final thoughts, uh, to this. Uh, number one, many people profess to be Christians, but their lifestyle proves otherwise. And so someone could be possessed by a demon and by chance you've seen something, which is, which is not likely, but it's possible. Uh, maybe that person isn't even a Christian. And that's what I was going to tell you about earlier. I was thinking about an experience I had at Emanuel years ago before we had a great security system. It's, I can't tell the whole story because it'd be too long to tell. Um, if you're interested in hearing the story one-on-one sometime, come talk to me. But This lady named Mary Ann. she came to our church to make a long story short. She had this guy that she was friends with and he was passing around uh, Seventh-day Adventist books in our church on a Wednesday. And I had one of our pastors confiscate the books and tell him to stop doing it. Well, he went back and he told this lady. She showed up on a Sunday. She was flipping mad at me. In uh, during worship, Sam, you, you are not the worship leader, pastor back then. You should be thankful. Okay. <laughs> because this lady, she was walking during the worship, almost on the stage. It was scary. Wow. We, didn't have a, we didn't have a worship, uh, um, security, you know, for the team back then. So she was just belligerent, just acting crazy. I called her into my office with one of our other pastors after the gathering I challenged her because she'd walked in before the gathering and was yelling and screaming at me in the lobby in front of people. And I was kind of uh, flustered over it because I was focused on preaching. By the time I was done preaching, I remembered what had happened with her and I was angry. I pulled her aside. I told her she would never walk in this building and do this again. She started arguing with me and she went from being belligerent to all of a sudden crying to all of a sudden being angry. It was a weird, weird, weird change of emotions. And I remember after She walked out. And by the way, I ended up calling her and telling her that she could not come back to Emmanuel. And I've never done that Mm -hmm. with a visitor, even to this day since then. I've never done that. Mm -hmm. But I remember after the meeting with the other pastor, he looked at me and said, Do you think she was demon possessed? And we looked at each other and we thought, It's possible, man. Right. Right. Because her behavior was just off the tracks, nuts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people say something, they say they love Jesus, but. Clearly, their lifestyle shows that they don't. Number two, oppression is very real, and I've experienced it, man. I've gone through it. I will tell you, a lot of times we open the door to oppression. I've gotten to the place in my life where there's certain things. I mean, I I naturally, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I naturally love horror movies, and I've had to get to the point where I don't watch that stuff anymore because it affects me. Yeah, I think Satan, I think his demons in some way are using that um, to really oppress me with anxiety and fear and, uh, all sorts of weird feelings. I will say this about sexual scenes and movies, not that I watch a lot of TV other than sports. Cause I really don't, but I've had to be really careful what I put before my eyes because it can be oppressive in so many different ways. And so I think a lot of times the enemy is looking for uh, just a, a foothold in your life. You know, it's a little crack in the door. I and mean, that's why the Bible says when it comes to our relationships, you know, we should make things right. Um, before the evening, right? Before the sun goes down upon our wrath. And then says, don't give the devil a foothold in your life. And a lot of times we give the devil a foothold or demons a foothold through uh, the poor decisions that we just open up the floodgates to sin in our lives. And so we got to be really careful of that. Yeah. yeah. Number three, YouTube can be convincing. I've already mentioned this. Okay. Some of you know who Benny Hinn is. He is quote unquote healed people. Over the years, and the fact is he hasn't. It's all been staged. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens all the time. There's a lot of stuff out there that looks real, and it's not. Number four, read and apply, and this is an encouragement, read and apply this week, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, in the spiritual battles. And that's the armor of God that we talked about just a moment ago. I didn't read all of the different pieces of the armor, though. But I want to encourage you this week to read Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 and armor up against the enemy. And so the question is, can a Christian be possessed by a demon? Clearly God's word, I think, shows us that a Christian cannot be possessed, but a Christian can be oppressed.
0: That's great. That's great. I love that you're using the word of God to answer these questions. And it's not just somebody on YouTube. It's not just somebody, you know, that's commenting or, or you know, you, to your point about YouTube, like, you know that there's links to other YouTube videos, and you can just rabbit trail and and go on and on and on. And but what we're doing here is is we're giving you the Word of God. We're we're showing you what the Word says, and there's truth in the Word. And like you said on on Sunday in your sermon, and you know, this is the light that shines on on the truth, and that's what we need. So thank you so much for answering that question. Thank you for submitting your question. If you would like an answer to one of your questions in a future episode, you can email john at weareemmanuel.life and we will get that answered. Thanks for listening.